You're up. Woohoo. Let's go. Welcome to the first Walking Buddy bonus episode. Welcome to day one of the 21 day step challenge. I considered actually recording the Walking Buddy episodes while I was walking, but I always want the sound quality to be top notch. So inside I am, but know that it is freezing cold outside and I have already taken my first walk of the day. 28 degrees, heaven help me, I miss summer, but I'm not here to complain about the weather. Last week, I was tagged in another coach's Instagram stories. She put up a question box asking for favorite fitness accounts for women who were over 40, over 50, and beyond. And when someone responded with my name, she posted it and then said, if you haven't heard the story of how Kim got into fitness, you have to hear it. It's amazing. I reposted this, uh, her story on my stories and asked like, hey, who knows the story? I assumed that most people would. I assumed there would be some didn't, but 78% of the people did not know how I got into fitness. What? Now, I do try hard to make my content about you, but I also want you to know me and know where I'm coming from, where I've been and and how we might relate. So here goes. I'm going to tell you story of how I got into fitness. Now you might think I've always loved working out. You might see me deadlifting hundreds of pounds and think, oh, she's always been athletic. And you would be wrong. Oh, athletic and me were two words that no one would have put together for, for my entire life until really recently. Now I tried sports growing up, the typical Northeastern high school girls sports, field hockey and lacrosse. But of course, if you go up here in the Northeast, those are the, those are the big popular sports for girls. And I was to be kind, very kind. I was terrible. I was terrible. I didn't even like it. I just did it because it was a thing people did. I didn't put in a ton of effort, which no, hello, no wonder I was terrible. Uh, I also played on our church's basketball team for six years, starting when I was 12. Now basketball, I was, uh, I was slightly less terrible at. (laughs) I really just did it because my friends were there. Our team, we were regional champions for a few years and that had absolutely nothing to do with me and my skill at playing basketball. I can assure you, I liked music. I was passionate about going to concerts and singing and being in musicals. I didn't like activities with balls and pucks and, and whatnot. Now, from the aesthetics perspective, I was not overweight as a kid or as a teenager, but as far back as I can remember in my teenage years, I wanted to lose weight. I wanted my body to look different. And it's really interesting to me now that what I wanted, I would have achieved if I would have just started lifting weights. The look I was going for would have been me with more muscle, but I didn't know that. Nobody was talking about that. I thought the answer was losing five pounds. I thought that would come from step aerobics and running. And eventually in my twenties, constantly dieting. That was my answer. I just constantly needed to find a new diet to try. I spent from my twenties on constantly trying to lose five pounds. At 30, I had my first baby. I gained 50 pounds with that pregnancy. I know that sounds like a lot. I for sure subscribed to the old misinformation of eat for two. I absolutely ate for two. I think I ate for more than two. And so I gained 50 pounds and I did not fully lose that weight before I had my second son at 32. So now I have two boys. I've gained 50 pounds, lost some of it, gained 50 pounds again, and never fully lost that. At 35, I had my baby girl. 
And you guessed it, I again gained right around 50 pounds. I continued gaining and losing weight for several years until at the age of 38, I was at my heaviest. I was really uncomfortable. I felt very badly about myself and I just felt badly in general. Like I didn't feel good with all this extra weight on my body. The low point was when we took my eight-year-old son on a trip to Europe and I struggled that whole trip. I struggled with the amount of walking because I just, I wasn't up for it. I was completely out of shape. Uh, My feet hurt, my joints hurt. I didn't fit places. There's, we went to all these old buildings with all these like small spirally scary. There was always a spiral staircase like going up and it was a lot for me. And the day I hit absolute rock bottom was a beautiful day in the most picturesque German village of Naumburg. They were having a cherry festival. Just imagine like just like a movie and everything looks perfect, perfect town, perfect festival, perfect weather. We walked during this festival to this centuries old church and climbed, yes, the windy cramped stairs to the bell tower to see the view of the town and into the fields beyond the town. I struggled to get to the top. I couldn't breathe. I was so low by how hard it was for me to do something so simple. Later that day, we were strolling through the stores in the town square, and I wanted to buy one of the beautiful cherry-covered items. I've always loved patterns with cherries on it, and there were so many pretty things. There were dresses and sweaters and blouses, and I remember, and I have a terrible memory, and I remember this dress in this window. It was so pretty. It was a sheath dress, and it was white. It was bright, bright white, and it was sleek and so Audrey Hepburn, and it had these bright red cherries sprinkled over it, and oh, how I wanted that dress, but I wasn't going to fit to that dress. I wasn't going to fit into anything I saw there, and so I settled for a silk scarf with cherries on it, and I came home from that trip, and very shortly thereafter, I joined Nutrisystem. It was a couple months. We were heading into the into the holiday season, but after the holiday season, I joined Nutrisystem and I lost 40 pounds. It was my most successful weight loss attempt to date. If you're not familiar with Nutrisystem, it is one of those diets where they send you all your food. Like you get a big box of food, you pay a ton of money for your food and you get it. And then the plan is like, you just eat those foods. So I get my box of food. I'd put it in the cupboard. I was these little red boxes and you could order. There was things to pick from. And I generally liked the food. Like it wasn't terrible food. The portions were very small, but I generally liked the food. You would pick one box for each meal and one for each snack. And I did that for six months and I lost 40 pounds. I planned on doing it longer because I had more weight I wanted to lose, but I woke up one morning and though I liked the food up until that point, I opened the cupboard and I literally, I just like, I can't do it. I cannot put that food in my mouth one more time. I cannot taste that food. I need to eat something else. And it was a bummer because I had just received a new like $300 plus box of their food, but I, I, could, I literally couldn't do it. Like I was going to vomit if I ate any more of this food. And I thought to myself, it's okay. It's okay. You can just take everything you've learned these last months and you'll go lose this next 10 or 20 pounds on your own. And I stumbled around for a few dry days trying to make that happen and realized with horror that I had learned nothing about how to lose weight with Nutrisystem. I had learned nothing. Okay, here I am thinking like I've lost this weight. Like I'll just keep doing that. I'll just keep doing that. There was no that. All I knew is I would open my cupboard and I'd pick one red box. And I would do it again at the next meal or the next snack. And I cried. I was lost. And I quickly put back on half of the weight that I had lost. (sighs) Sigh. 
Over the next few years, I tried plenty of other diet and exercise programs. Weight Watchers, Metafast, P90X, this one's going to make you laugh, Hawaiian Hula Aerobics. <laughs> I kid you not. I'd gain a bit, I'd lose a bit, I'd gain a bit, I'd lose a bit. At 40, I was looking okay. Like I was feeling pretty good at 40. That's when I was doing the Hawaiian hula aerobics. I remember that specifically because I went to Hawaii for my 40th birthday and that's where I bought these Hawaiian hula aerobics. I still had more weight I went to lose, but I was like feeling good. I was like, I'm in a pretty good spot here with my body. I, nobody would look at me and be like, wow, she needs to get her life together. Then my dad died suddenly and unexpectedly of a heart attack. We had no idea he had that very advanced coronary artery disease. He, in fact, had no idea, even though he had had a physical. Um, it had just been it had just been missed. And in the months right after his death, I went extreme in my approach to eating. I researched relentlessly about heart healthy diets. I was very scared about how he had died. My best friend actually yelled at me one time to get a grip because I was getting crazy about food. Strangely, <laughs> though, I was really into this heart healthy diet. I still didn't eat vegetables, almost none, almost no vegetables at all because I didn't like vegetables. So mostly what I was doing was taking things out of my diet. Like I shouldn't eat this because it's not good for your heart. And I shouldn't eat that because it's not good for your heart. So I was eating very little as far as types of things. Um, eating vegetables, say that would, that would have been a great place <laughs> to start as it does with these kinds of things. When we have fears like that, eventually my, my, um, rigidity wore off. Um, and in the year after my dad died, I quickly packed on 20 pounds. Again, maybe you can relate to this. I had tubs of clothes in the attic for every size range imaginable because I was never the same size. And so I didn't ever throw out my clothes. I would just put them in a tub and be like, see you soon. And I had to get back out my biggest sizes again. And this is where I was when my husband asked me one night, we were laying in bed and he asked me one night, how I felt about this teenage boy from our church congregation moving in with us. And you might be like, whoa, this story just took a weird turn. Where are we going? I promise this is key to the story. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> we have a lay congregation. And my husband at the time was serving as the bishop of this congregation. And so he was uniquely aware. Excuse me. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm literally choking on my own spit. Uh, my husband was the bishop of this congregation. He did that for about five years. And he was uniquely aware of the members and their needs. I was very active in the church community and was quite surprised that I had no idea who this boy was. He kept trying to describe him to me. And I'm like, I don't know this 19-year-old boy. I don't know who you mean. So I said, look, I have one question for you. Is it safe? We have three young kids at home. Like, I don't want to bring anybody who's a shady character into the house. He assured me that Nathan was safe, that he was just in a really tough spot at home. And he was trying to get on his feet. He wanted to serve as a missionary, but he needed to get some things in order first. And my husband thought that the best place for him to do that was going to be in our house. So Nathan moved in. We have, um, if you've ever watched my videos, you see down in our basement, my gym is down there. Uh, there's a bedroom down there. So we have like an apartment down there. There's a bathroom, there's a little kitchen. Uh, so he had kind of his own place in our house. He came to live with us. And I realized quickly, it was my job to keep him busy. It was my job to keep this kid out of trouble. He didn't have a car. He had a job, but he wasn't at the job all the time. Um, you know, it was a job at Chili's. So as I was trying to figure out what to do, how do I keep this 19-year-old boy busy? How do I keep him out of trouble? I found out that he liked bodybuilding. And so we got him a membership to our gym and off we went a few days later. Since I was his ride to the gym, I was like, okay, 
here we go back on track. I dug out my old P90X workouts. We'd get to the gym and I'd head straight for the banks of cardio equipment. Usually the arc trainer, because I found that the least repulsive. I hated cardio, but I thought that that's what I needed to do. And then after about my 45 minutes to an hour there uh, on the cardio equipment, I'd head to the small rack of dumbbells that was available, like by these mirrors and the mats, where I would do some bicep curls and some shoulder presses and some tri tricep presses. Meanwhile, Nate entered what I referred to as the man cave. It was this raised area that you could see from where I was at. And it was where all the big weights were kept. It was where the barbells and the squat racks and the heavy dumbbells were. It was always filled with very large grunting men. And it was nowhere that I would consider going in a bazillion years. A few nights into our new routine, I was sitting on the sofa writing in my workout log my plan for the next day. Nate wandered over, looked at my book and asked, what is it exactly that you're trying to do? I was annoyed. I was annoyed by his tone. And I said to him, I am trying to not be fat, okay? To which he replied very seriously, well, you're doing it all wrong. Not the most sensitive of responses. Oh, really? I questioned, do enlighten me. He said to me, you need to get off that cardio equipment and start lifting some actual weight. And then he issued an invitation which altered the course of my life. Why don't you come and train with me tomorrow? My first instinct was, uh, no. With you in the man cave, uh, no, that's not happening. But shockingly, those were not the words that came out of my mouth. Okay, I said. I was scared, but honestly, I was desperate. And he seemed to know more than me. So the next day, I made my lifting debut in the man cave. And as nervous as I was, I enjoyed the workout. It was way more fun than the mind-numbing ARC trainer. Not very long after this day, Nate called me out on my nutrition because he lived in our home and he ate with us every night. He said, you're not going to lose weight eating like that. I see what you do. I see it. I'm right here. You eat almost nothing all day and you're in the snack cupboard all night. And I wanted to argue, but he was 100% right. That was literally, <laughs> that was literally my ill-fated plan. Try to eat as little as possible, like white knuckle it. And then I'd always feel like, well, I hardly ate anything today. Like I hardly ate anything. So surely I have calories left over and I'll just, you know, munch on Pop-Tarts and pretzels and all the things. And then he said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to start eating meat and you're going to start eating vegetables and you're going to stay out of the dang snack cupboard. We don't eat that stuff Monday through Friday. Got it? And I was like, I don't really like vegetables. I don't like them at all. And his reply to me was, I don't care. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I was so jazzed by what I was able to do in the gym that I actually felt inspired to start changing my nutrition. We went to the gym five days per week. I would follow Nate around and I would do what he would show me to do. Every so often he'd look at me and say, go get a heavier weight. And I'd start to say, I can't, I can't I, and like, get a heavier weight. So I hesitantly head for the rack of dumbbells thinking this kid is an idiot. I cannot lift this heavier weight. I know I can't do it. And lo and behold, I'd be able to do it like every time. And he would smile because he could see that I was ready for the next weight. And I was shocked every time I was shocked. How can I lift that heavy thing? Like, there's no way I'm that strong, but I would do it over and over workout after workout, week after week, I was lifting heavier and heavier. And I was looking forward to going to the gym. Like I couldn't wait till, until it was time to lift, looking forward to going to the gym. 
And that progress in the gym fueled consistency with my nutrition. I stopped snacking so much. I had actual human-sized portions of meat at meals and I gasped, started eating vegetables. And that was not easy. That was not easy. And I've done full episodes talking about like how I introduced vegetables into my diet. You should for sure listen to those. I've done a lot of content around that. I really wanted to perform well in the gym and I was starting to realize how important my nutrition was to making that happen. And here's the thing, my body started changing in a huge way. I lost 20 pounds in three months, but here's the kicker. I lost five sizes. I lost five sizes. I had lost 20 pounds before many, many, many times, but I had never lost five sizes. And 20 pounds lost had never, ever looked like this before. My body was taking on a shape that it had just never done before. And I realized this was the missing piece. All those times before when I'd lose 20 pounds or even 40 pounds, and I would look in the mirror and think, huh, this is what this weight looks like. This is not what I thought I was going to look like at this weight. I was missing muscle and I had no idea that that was missing. This was like a eureka moment for me. Now, Nathan moved to California to be a missionary a few months later, and I had my inaugural day at the gym solo. I was so nervous, but in I went, headphones on, and work to be done. Over the months that followed, I continued to follow, at first, the training plan that Nate wrote for me, and then I began following bodybuilders and social media and buying magazines like Oxygen and Muscle and Fitness Hers. I was obsessed, in a good way, with all things training and nutrition. I also started getting asked a lot to help people in the gym. People had watched me at the gym and they saw what I looked like when I started and what I looked like then. And women women would come up to me all the time and ask me like, what did you do? How did you do that? And they would ask me for help with their form. And after many, many times of people saying to me like, hey, you you should do this as a job. One day I thought, you know what? I should do this as a job. So I studied for and earned my personal training certification. And soon after I took a sports nutrition certification and qualified for that and began taking one-on-one clients in my home gym. And it was thrilling. I loved helping women get stronger. I loved seeing their eyes light up when they lifted a weight that they were just sure they could not lift. I loved helping them lift the curtain on a weight loss. Like, wait, this is how I lose weight? watching that click for them, like what a calorie deficit was and how it worked and what they didn't need to give up to lose weight. Like this was so much satisfaction for me on a personal level. I was a new person and I don't just mean how I looked physically for as long as I can remember, I was a fearful person, afraid of literally everything. I had never, ever considered myself a strong person. I'd always felt weak physically. That was definitely a part of it, but even more so, I just, I didn't feel like I could stand up for myself. I didn't stand up for myself. I was the kind of person who was a people pleaser and would let people walk all over me. But as I went into the gym day after day and did things that were incredibly challenging and I did them successfully, as I tried to lift a weight for certain reps and not be able to do it only to come in sometime later and eventually be able to do it, something inside of me shifted. Of course I was a strong person. Of course I could do hard things. I did hard things every dang day. And that strength, that confidence that I built in the gym transferred 
outside the gym into everything else I did. I did start standing up for myself. In fact, now it's kind of funny to people, like I'm very blunt with my opinions about things. The fact that I opened my own business, the fact that I built a website on my own, that I started making fitness content online, like get out of here. The Kim I had been forever would never do those things. She would never even think she could do those things. That was not something I would have done. But lifting opened that door for me. It helped me to see myself as a strong person and it helped me be a confident person. Getting physically stronger gave that to me. So when I say that lifting weights changed my life, I mean it. If you are listening to this, I want you to know that I'm talking to you when I say that wherever you find yourself right now, maybe you're overweight, maybe you're really out of shape, maybe you've never been able to be in shape. Maybe you've turned 50 or 60. Maybe you just turned 40 and you just feel like, ugh, I'm never going to get it together with my nutrition. I'm never going to be that person who could do that. Maybe you've never been a sporty person. You, my friend, belong in the gym. You have everything to gain and nothing to lose by introducing the power of the iron into your life. If I could go back in time, the one thing I wish I had done sooner is start lifting. Oh, how I wish that I had been lifting as a teenager and as a 20 something and as a young mom. I didn't see how truly strong I was until I was 43. And wow, that's a long time to wait. Don't wait any longer, ladies. If you're not sure where to start, I'm going to put some resources in the show notes of where you can start. Have you finished your walk? Uh, this actually went a little longer than I, than I had intended. I'm betting you, you at least got five minutes in. I know today's assignment was five to 20 minutes in. I don't know how long this has gone. We've definitely got you far into that walk today. I am proud of you for starting this challenge. Now I want you to plan for tomorrow's walk. What barriers might stand in your way? What will you do to navigate those barriers so that you successfully complete tomorrow's challenge? Get on that tonight. I'm going to be back here again. There's going to be three episodes out this week. So I'm going to do two Walking Buddy episodes this week and my one standard episode that comes out on Thursday. So you're going to have three days a week. You can have me as your walking buddy while you do this challenge. All right, talk soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here.